Hey folks, it is time for the cast. Before we begin, make sure you are following us on social media, wherever you follow us. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dabblin' Dribblin'. And you should also be subscribed to us, whether it's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. This podcast was dope. Alex, what do we talk about? We started talking about some random stuff at the top, as we normally do. Just checking in on how our, our time is going. Yeah, we did our uh, our LeBrons and Darkos. There are LeBrons and Darkos, Darkos we dovetailed into other things going on in our life, uh, personally and whatnot. J-Lo is 50 now. She fine. We talk about that ad nauseum. Yeah. And I still can't get over it. <laughs> Lion King is out. Live action Lion right. King. We discussed your review of the movie right, and right. your thoughts. No spoiler alerts. No. Just, it, just if you've seen the first one, it's pretty much the same. Just same as ending. far as plot, it all goes. Yeah, it all, Mufasa it all, still dies. It all plays. <laughs> um, and then we talk about a new movie with starring other cats. And it's just weird. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't know if that's something I'm going to see or not. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to wait for other people to review that. So our basketball section. Basketball section. We talk a lot about, hey, the aftermath of the Clippers uh, heist of Kawhi and yeah. Paul George. And then the owners feeling some type of way about that. The governors, I should say, of the NBA uh, who pay the checks. LeBron uh, doing a post from Space Jam 2 from the set. Uh, advocating for Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Does. And we might incorporate that in our lives. We may. It's, it's With some potential adult beverages. I might, just, I might just be very hungry right now. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a thing or not. But Westbrook and Harden, um, now a duo. And just talking about the general landscape of the NBA and what power looks yeah. like. Because right now we're it's, an, it's a slow season, which is why we do uh, the podcast every other week. So check this out. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, it's a good one, guys. Get into it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Episode number 84, right? Is it 84? It, it, it could literally... Got me, champ. It's, a, it's an episode. It is what it is. <laughs> it is 84. Um, I'm like, Love I, it. I think that's the number that we're at. Um, Fantastic. Before we begin, we we did this a couple couple episodes ago, and we forgot to do it the last episode. We usually start off with just like checking in to see how we both are doing you know full disclosure to everybody else we do at least like two hours of talking before we actually talk you came here at six o'clock it is now 7 50 we um, talked nothing about the show <laughs> yeah not even one thing about the show it was all not about about life yeah because you know life updates right. that we don't necessarily talk about in the show right and then we do we don't have to talk about everything in the show we don't have to talk about everything we try to give you some things some yeah. wonderful things a little nuggets little, from our life but, we, but in full disclosure we definitely withhold and limit uh as we should because y'all because it's because <laughs> you know we don't have to put all of ourselves we, we don't have to put all our stuff on jump street <laughs> man what what has been discussed in the last hour and 50 minutes Oof. is uh, I wish we had it all wax for our own personal posterity no, later we, in the future because we both gave ourselves like some aha moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. You, like so the aha oh, moment yeah. that you gave me I was just like oh dang why did my therapist catch that yeah that was striking <laughs> to me 
when I when I undercut your therapist and you're like, uh, I feel like you're gonna go back to them and like, just say you missed back? you missed something. And my friend pointed it out. I feel like you should have got to that. Yeah, you should have got. I've been going to for a minute. He, he, his degree is in coloring. <laughs> How, how did he get I'm that? Done. He's not Sherlock Holmes by any means. No, and he's, you he's actually kind of aloof. <laughs> especially when it comes to these matters. If we if we're talking about love, I'm I'm no Sherlock Holmes. No, I'm no what's the what's the um who Dear Abby? Yeah, Dear Abby. I'm yeah. no Dear Abby, but uh I got some ideas. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, but a couple episodes ago, we did uh, dark uh, LeBron's and Darko's. Right, it's a, right. It's a way of saying our highs and our lows for the past two weeks. True that. Um, so why LeBron is high is because it's LeBron. Mm-hmm. He was number one pick. Enough said. And Darko, uh, for those who don't know, was the number two pick the same time that LeBron, and during LeBron's draft season. Right. Um, after Darko was, I believe, what, Wade and then... Um, Carmelo, or is it Carmelo and then Wade? Carmelo, then Bosch, then Wade. Yeah. So, so when you look at those t- those guys, there's a lot of opportunities. You're like, there. wow. And come on, Detroit. Yeah. No one knows who Darko is. No. <laughs> so Darkos are like, Meh, you know, not so great part of our couple of weeks. So hit or miss. What's your LeBron and your Dar- and your Darko? Uh, let's start with your Darko first. My Darko. Is that? Yeah, uh, I don't really have a Darko. Really, it that's got, good. I've been spending too much money as a Darko mm. on crap that I don't know if I need. Mm, 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 uh, when you buy clothes from Amazon and you think mm, it's gonna work, mm, and then you put it on and you think, oh, I gotta send this back, mm. but now it's work to send it yeah, back. Yeah, it's annoying to do. A that. lot of things. It's that are easy consumerist to do it, but it's just like it's still annoying. Yeah, so I've been playing myself with a lot of consumerist issues mm-hmm. which are not in line with my minimalist values yes, lately of course. so that's creating some level of incongruence in my brain that mm-hmm. feels mm-hmm. um one would call it cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. i like, was about to say that and you said it you, you took f- the words out of my mouth mind to mind and Love then it. my my lebron is that i i watched a WNBA game yes you did on tv at a bar before a play Ooh, i went to go see a play mm-hmm but before that, I met this friend at a bar where we watched a WNBA game, mm-hmm. Liberty versus the Sparks. And it was coming down to the wire, but we had to leave for our show. But me and the friend agreed because we don't see enough WNBA. We were going to wait to see how the game played out. That's awesome. You know how in a basketball game, when there's two minutes left, it's really like there's 30 minutes left. Yeah. So it was that situation. Like, okay, there's less than two minutes left. Oh, Liberty, you're up by five. Okay, less than a minute left. It's a one point game. Okay. Now, oh, oh, the Liberty took the lead. All right, we can start packing up now. Okay, oh, it's no. a twenty-second game. Now it's a one-point game again. Oh, it's tied, and there's ten seconds. Okay. Yeah, this, um, whole, this is we, interesting. We eventually it was good job, Liberty and Sparks. Great mm-hmm. play. And then we had to leave because we had to go see our show, and uh, found out the Liberty won by five. Nice, which is great. Congrats to the Liberty, doing really good this year. And then we went to go see a show called When God Shows Up. Hmm. Imagine a talk show. First of all, it was set in St. Louis. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Right off the bat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Sunday service here in the Edward Jones Dome of St. Louis, Missouri. First of all, that's not how we talk. (laughs) Buddy, a little bit, though. (laughs) Uh, 
put a little bit of twang on that. <laughs> I mean, uh, St. Louis no, is kind of the no, South. No, it's not. It's no, kind it's not. of the South. That's it's it's, pe- it's, it's South adjacent. People in Philadelphia <laughs> think Chicago's in the South. Okay, that is just false. Okay, we're in the same boat. St. Louis and Chicago are in the same Midwestern boat. St. Louis and Chicago are not like parallel to each other. You are south of Chicago. You're talking about latitude. I'm talking about regions. So okay, fine, but like you're still closer. Absolutely not. Closer to the south. Of course, we're closer. But so (laughs) is. So that's the twang may slip in there. You know. Oh no. People Uh, like when I first moved here, people thought I was from Canada because of how I say my A's. Oh yeah, because you all talk with the uh, just like the long A, right? The, like mall and yeah, like it, or whatever. Chicago weird. It's weird. I don't hear but it, that's, but but that's why so many St. Louis broadcasters have gone on to do national, like Trey Wingo and Bob Costas and mm-hmm. these sorts of people, because St. Louis broadcasting is known for having a neutral dialect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you just don't talk. We right, talk like right, anyone. Right. So. That's not how we sound. And two, he, there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, open wounds that he he brought up. So mm-hmm. it was like the Rams left the Edward Jones Dome twenty years ago or whenever yeah. years ago, and uh, so they, we took over this church. I'm like, first of all, ouch. Okay, yes, it still it still hurts right now because they literally left us a couple years ago. Oh, buddy, uh, but it was a great show, and basically the premise, if anybody is going to go see the show, is, is off Broadway. It's off Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, affordable, and it was a three-person show. A pastor who is a multi-faith pastor caters mm. to all beliefs, denominations. Mm. You know, okay, Christian, Islam, yeah. Judaism, and then the one of the guests on their show is God, and God comes down to earth and sits with him on this show. That's actually kind of cool. I would love to see that. Yeah, that's good. Cool. That's a that's a good LeBron. Yeah, I like it. Um, my Darko. Um, I don't really have a lot of Darkos. There's just like a couple like projects I'm working on at work that is kind of like looming over me that I'm like a nope. little stressed about. I hear that. And I'm kind of like, all right, I just need to get through it. I just need to get through it and solutions will come and it'll be great. You're right. I'm going to be great. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. Just, say it again, Chan. I'm just going to say it and hopefully that comes into pasture because some of these things is like beyond my control. Um, you got them, Rock. Yeah. You got them. So, um, so we that's could, interesting. We could have so, talked about that for two hours. Yeah. But, and you know, I'm also uh, short staffed at work. I uh, potentially will continue to be short staffed at work depending on some things. And so it's like, okay, so this is going to be interesting. What a time. Yeah. So it's just going to be interesting. Uh, So that's like a Darko, but I know that I will get to the other side. You know, like it's going to suck a little bit, but it's like, it'll be fine. I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. You know, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Medium bucks, but yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) At least we have medium. You know what? I, we have bucks and I'm not mad about it. My LeBron, I had like a really restful like week, Mm -hmm. uh, which was really needed. I did a lot of like, um, hiking and things on random days off that I had. And, um, I don't know. I just like been taking care of myself, which has been good. Um, and you know, through that I've been growing and like, you know, emotionally mentally spiritually physically well, physically growing and that not like i'm growing physically but just like i'm taking care of me fully got it and thus i am growing to like appreciate myself more understanding other people better you know being the best version of myself to the people that i care about i didn't ask you this when we were talking about hiking mm-hmm. who do you go hiking with i go by myself 
you do that and that feels freeing that's that's yeah. good for you to yeah. have that that solitude yeah. to think yeah i do enjoy yes. that yes. i mean when you asked me i was like i really want to go i just it was just more like figuring out if i could oh totally yeah, yeah no. so if you, this if you want to me, rescind, this if you want to rescind it i yeah, totally no, understand this was not this was not me trying to uh unearth dirt i'm like <laughs> who are you hiking with if it's not me no i don't care like that i i just am always i was doing something the last I can ask you on wax or we could not do this, but I've been asking people around me how they organize their personal life mm. because I created a mind map for myself mm. using, I think it's called Simple Mind is mm. the app, but mm. there's plenty of mind mapping apps out there for mm. anybody who's interested. And so I had, um, I put down art at the center and sure. then it branched off from there. And yeah. this thing became complex right. but at the same time simplified so yeah. i could follow this map and feel much less anx- anxious with more clarity by mm-hmm. looking at this map right uh but then i realized this doesn't do anything functional mm. as far as task management right so i've been polling people how they organize their personal lives and passions mm. and i've been getting a range of responses mostly that they don't yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think in a lot, of, I'm starting to, I got this journal. Maybe that's another part of my, my LeBron's is that um, I got a journal, like a, just like a simple, like black, like book that I can Is it like, a Moleskine? No, it's not a Moleskine. A Moleskine. Um, is it Moleskine? It's Moleskine. It's Italian. Oh, I did not know that. Moleskine. <laughs> um, and no, it's just where I can like, I have like, I have a, a huge sticker collection of just like you a bunch sticker of, collection yeah, just like a bunch of random stickers from like random things what are you a like, nerd yeah 100 percent, thousand percent a nerd dork. i'm 100 percent in third grade yeah i'm just kidding i mean but it's cool. like it's like cool things it's like <laughs> these, girl power like yeah it's like you know there's dope. cool stickers it's out cool there stickers you know yeah. so i'm like oh i, I want to got a I he-man wanna, sticker no I i've been in the market for one of those okay okay good right. to know if i see one i'll let you know uh-huh. uh i'll probably just purchase it and just give it to you because that's what i do don't do that um that was completely a joke. Oh. Being very facetious. Okay, I was if say, I get that from you, I will throw it away. <laughs> you jerk. I did <laughs> what that. Did I, I, I pulled know. that out of my ass. <laughs> oh, yay. Put it on your ass. Are you, oh, God. What's supposed to do with job. this? Put it on your ass. Actually, you know what? Turn it sideways real quick. Okay, now shove it up your ass. <laughs> uh, roll it up a little bit, actually. Roll it up. Um, there you go. No, um, and so I am. I recently also bought... Uh, a bunch of GRE books so I can prep for that potentially so I'm just yeah I just put said that out loud great cool you're the you're the second person to know that I just Ooh. said that so and now anyone else who listens to this cast die is cast Ugh. GRE is the start of greatness wow okay you almost killed my flowers and me there in I was the tossing a tennis ball yeah he was trying to he's, not I didn't almost kill practice. it with that wordplay no you didn't but you did it with your agility dexterity exercises there's in that play uh god shows up yeah if you go the uh-huh. word the word play uh-huh. oh my god there's some things in there oh i'm i, I, I just really i just go. i just sat there <laughs> and like my friend saw my head just hit my chest just go down ground they're like how was that for you i was like that was so good oh god that <laughs> hurt me so bad 
<laughs> and you just called me a nerd and a, and a dork. <laughs> you you got you basically got a like a hard on because of a wordplay. So I love language. So one of the this is some of the things that get thrown in that play. You're just like, how did they come up with that? You just slayed. Yeah, you're like, wow, you guys are geniuses. I, I love it. I feel like just leaving right now because I was so blown. Um, um, but you got the GRE books. Yeah. So like, but I want to. I feel like oftentimes I have like a, there's like things that I do like to do list wise for my work Mm -hmm. that I feel like I've come to perfect as long as I'm on top of it. Like I feel because there's work to organizing. Right. Um, And so a couple of, a couple of weekends this summer, I've like gone through my closet and like cleared things out as there's still another like 30% more that needs to get done. Mm hmm. But just like working on things to organize my life. And I feel like this journal will be helpful to like put some of those things in paper because I Mm -hmm. used to write a lot and I don't write as often as I used to. So whether it just be like random poetry that I have to a thought, you know, or like, you know, just like just like a place where I can just put things in there and I can go back and like reflect on of what I've written that week. Or you like the tactility of the writing. Yeah, because like. I do that on like my notes app on my phone. Okay, what is your notes app? Oh, just your general app that comes with the phone. Yeah, yeah. just like and like that's helpful maybe in some ways, but mm-hmm. not really, right? And so yeah, I've been hearing people use Google Keep for the notes. Mm. Uh, it synergizes better with the Google Suite, yeah. so they just use it as a note taking function. I need something a little bit more functional in terms of workflow so Mm. i looked up uh, so i've i've used trello before at work Uh, i think given everything considered i watched a bunch of youtube videos Mm. and read some articles and the the task management apps that work on my mac and my phone Mm. that like as an app it actually works pretty easily is trello has a good app it's very user friendly and so i think my life is about to Convert Trello to Trello. I looked but at it's Asana. Also, it's very Google uh, friendly too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what it seemed to me like the m- most accessible of the things that I tried. I looked at Asana. I looked at Slack. Um, there's a, a lot of others. businesses use Slack. I do know yeah. that. It makes more sense, I think, for a, a team of a team that needs communication. Right. Whereas Trello, you could do it as a person, as yeah. an individual, and it would make sense. So I've used it for the same reasons that you're talking about. Where if I need to jot down, I have a section now, um, a channel, a block. Uh, whatever on Trello called R&D mm. research and development and there's a section for concepts to explore mm. and it can be anything that, if I just heard something from someone and I don't have time now but I want to check it out later, later yeah. drop it it's so easy to just drop yeah, it yeah and there. it's it's like you you need to do something that makes sense with your brain so it's I feel like hardest. for me there are moments where my brain's all over the place and there's right. moments that's really like focused. So right. I just need to like find a middle ground and I feel Same. like I found a rhythm. Um, with, the, with the notes? Yeah, with notes. with my, with work. Because mm-hmm. I think with work I have like a myriad of things I'm handling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with, um, with, um, personal? Personal life. I just, I, I'm, I incorporate aspects of that with like my google calendar like how i'm organizing right. things like oh i have a, a block here i'm gonna do laundry right, that, right and i'll just like insert it in so like True there's ways i'm kind of like incorporating it yeah. but um we'll see it's I'm, so weird when our brains are these organ it, it we're so used to seeing interfaces in our life now mm-hmm. 
screens, right. street signs, uh, just messages all over the place. That when I think about how our brains work, mm-hmm. I expect there to be some kind of interface, like a, a post or a sign or a label in my brain that says, this one does this, mm. or connect this to this, this neuron does this thing. But when I think about it's actually just some tissue. Mm. It's just a bunch of tissue. Right. And when you go in there, there's no words. There's no labels. There's no arrows. There's mm-hmm. no pull tab like, hey, right. this will do this. It's figuring out how this this hodgepodge of tissue and muscle and bone mm-hmm. meets functionality on an interface. Yeah. And that's where looking at all of these note-taking apps, mm-hmm. even Moleskine has a... Um, Action app is what it's called. Mm. It's basically the electronic form of journaling mm-hmm. plus some um, reminders. And I was thinking, none of these look like my brain. Yeah. The way my brain works, right. none of these look like right. that. You got to find something so, that works with your brain. Well, Yeah. And the, this one guy did one of 50 different apps. Mm. None of them looked like my brain. Yeah. And so my brain has to adapt to a new way of seeing uh, processes, right? And that's hard to do. Yeah. So that's that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's something that I'm I'm working on, like being on top of those things. Like, when can I? I lead a pretty busy life, uh-huh. and so like, how do I? When do I incorporate studying? When do I incorporate leisurely reading? When do I incorporate oh, work? When do I like? There's work nine to five, but sometimes there's work after nine to five, right? And like, not always, but when that happens, Oof. my personal life right. shifts, right? Shift. And so like that Google Calendar, you click and drag somewhere yeah, else. Where's and, it going to go? Yeah, where's that going to go? And so like, there are moments where the simplicity of like a pen and a paper, yeah just like makes sense to me it like i feel like it grounds me so that's we'll see how that goes i'll let you know in two weeks because I'm, I'm literally starting it this week that's exciting the, yeah. the thing that i that helped me the most when i am on it with my google calendar is when i don't let myself miss appointments with myself to do things mm-hmm. and if something got in my way out of my control but i had to respond to it anyway right I click and drag the thing i was supposed to do during that time and i move it up in the week yeah and i've made myself no you're gonna do this mm-hmm. and if it means you gotta wake up an hour earlier or go to bed an hour later it does right. or it's split it up half an hour yeah it's and discipline. i said you you owe this to yourself and you need to do this and and but i built more flexibility into my schedule over mm. the years so i would just i would block and I'm sure some people do this where you're, you're over committing yourself by putting block up against block against block and filling mm-hmm. every chunk of time. But if I leave myself gaps of half a, half an hour to an hour, mm-hmm. that's time to commute or flexibility for right. the variables that happen. And then when I show up for that thing, uh, I'm not exhausted or um, upset with myself because like, I didn't yeah, do- you're not frazzled. Yeah. The process, and, yeah. And it was put I forget who put it to me like that, but they said. You know how when you try to make an appointment with a doctor, mm-hmm. usually you have to do it a month or so in advance. Mm-hmm. It takes some advance. Yeah, it takes time, yeah. But if there's an emergency, you can always see a doctor. Yeah. It's because they have built-in flexibility. flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're they're not right? they're not so busy that they can't see an emergency. They give themselves breathing room. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Ah. Things to think about. Um, there isn't a lot to talk about in our dabbling section, even though lots going on in the world. But I was just like, mm, these are the things I, I wanted to talk about. If there's other things, you let me know. All right. All right. All right. You know, um, I want to start it off with our girl, mm-hmm. J-Lo. 
What about JLo, my number one, my love of my life? She turned 50 years old today. On July 24th, she turned 50 years old. 50 years beautiful. My God, we are not worthy. Should not objectify people, but... No, she fine. My God. She, like, I pray when I'm 50 that I look half as good as she does. She's 50? Five zero, dude. I would... Five zero. Literally, I'm just... I think I think fifty. I'm just like ooh, old, but that's only like twenty years oh, for us. No, that's twenty years from. For that's not that far for us. It's less than twenty years for us. It's eighteen years for us to get there. I got a lot of work to do. Listen, you know, <laughs> I got I got some things I got to do. Listen, let's can we wrap up I, this cast? Because I gotta I gotta I, go run. I gotta do some abs. I gotta, my, I gotta go run. I'll run tell you this. Right I'll now. tell you this, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed. I'll just be full disclosure. Who's listening to this cast? If you're listening, this is free knowledge. <laughs> I have dated people who are that old. Yes, you have. And I I think age is just a number, but people hold their essence very well over time if they if they continue to practice healthy habits Mm. for long periods of time sleep rest Mm -hmm. stress management eating good foods you can you too can look like j-lo at home i'm letting everybody out there know you too can look like j-lo that is a very false promise but (laughs) i think uh, it also helps you know she has money and resources she totally does like to like have the personal trainers and the chefs and i think she gets a little touch ups with uh like uh, plastic, not plastic surgery, but like, um, like I think she gets a little Botox, a little bit of. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think she does. Sure about that? I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like I've seen Botox face, and I don't think her face is no, a Botox face. I think I could be totally wrong, but I I want to say of what I thought I heard on not TMZ, but somewhere. Right. You can look it up right now. I'd be interested to know if this is true or not. Um, I think it's a very subtle process. A doctor Maybe. who doesn't take it too far and says like, "Hey, you know what? You're J Lo. You're already stunning. We're just gonna do a little bit of a little, little, something, a little dap, 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 dap. Right. Um, nothing serious. Um, shouldn't go overboard, but I could be totally wrong about that. Um, and also, as someone who values squats and deadlifts, um, my booty looks good now because I've been doing these consistently for right. the past like year. Yeah. Uh, what a difference maker and. In addition to squats and deadlifts, this thing called, um, I don't know if it's like the bridge or hip thrusts or mm-hmm. pelvic like thrusts. Like you put it in, you put weights on your hips and you hit. Yeah, you yeah. could either lay on the floor flat with your with your feet behind your butt, uh, with your knees up, mm-hmm. and uh, or you could be with your, your upper back on the bench and then you Like a bar on you? Or not. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do it without. And it still crushes me. Oh, yeah, me. yeah. And, um, and you you basically make your, for those of you who don't know, you make your, um, from your knees to your chest and your back and everything in between, you just straighten out your body so it's parallel with the ground with your back on the bench and then your feet on the ground so it makes like a like an L shape. Yeah, with like a 90 a, degree between yeah, your knee and yeah. your body. Yeah. And then you just, you lower your pelvis down and you bring it back up so that your glutes are tight, your hamstrings are tight, your abs are tight, and it creates a straight line parallel with the ground. And that thing hurts like a mother. And it's, uh, it was my PT was just like, work on your booty and your abs and you'll be good. 
Oh, yeah. Because when 100%. you're working on your booty, you're working on your legs. When you're working on your abs, you're probably working on your arms, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's very, it's like, that's like, yep. that is your core structure. Core structure. That, that is who you are. So, yep. JLo, girl, you are beautiful. Yo. D- beautiful at 50. A um, personal trainer should get a bonus. Yeah. And also, like, thank your mom. Like, her siblings are also, like, she has an older sister, I believe. Why? Her younger sister. And they all look like they, that. I mean, they all look, they're all good looking. Genetics. Like, genetics help, you know? Um, Where's the dad in all this? I have no idea. Okay. I don't I don't know where her mom or her dad are or anything. Oh, okay. I just know that she has a sibling that she's really close to. All right, all right. Um, I believe a sister. Um, happy birthday, girl. Yeah, happy birthday to our girl, J-Lo. Still my number one from high school on. She's good number one Mr. to have. Mr. Urban, my English teacher, mm-hmm. called me out in the middle of literature class and said, Alex, who's the hottest girl you could think of? Jennifer Lopez, Mr. Sir. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even flinch. Jennifer this Lopez. This is like if someone says like to a guy, we've said this before, yeah. like if you were if you had to sleep with a guy, who would it? Idris Elba. Yeah, before you even say anything, <laughs> just Idris Elba's it name just, just comes out. And you're like, it could be like the broiest dude in the world and they will say Idris Elba. If there was a movie script out right now that was a terrible concept, mm-hmm. um, think... Robot dog marries um, seahorse detective. Sure. And Jesus Christ, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's like the through line on that is unclear. What's the setting? What's the t- this yeah. doesn't make s- yeah. why why yeah. these things? But you told me Idris Elba and Jennifer Lopez were in it. Star prominently in this movie. You're gonna go see it. Absolutely. So speaking of Idris, mm-hmm. he's in a new movie. That's coming out with a lot of big names. What is it? It's called Cats. What? Your face. <laughs> I wish people what? could see. I know you don't know this. That's why, like, this is really funny to me. <laughs> I only know the Broadway show Cats. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're making a movie out of it. What? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because I don't even know. Idris Elba's. And Idris Elba, along with many other people, are in it. Have you seen the musical Cats? No, I thought it was a joke. Well, I know it's a real musical, but like Friends made it seem like it was... Mm-hmm. So so Cats, I believe it's coming out this year, um, stars lots and lots of humans. Um, some of these names uh, are... Okay, Francesca Hayward. I don't know if you know her. No. Um, Idris Elba. Heard of him. Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, Lori Davison, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Towley, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench. Judy! Uh, Ian McKellen. Judy, Judy! Ian McKellen. Ian, yeah, he's, he's my boy. Jennifer Hudson. Jenny! James Corden. What? James? Jace, Jason funny. Derulo. Nathan Derulo. Those are some of like, the big names. They didn't get, um, uh, whoa, what's his name? Oh no, it's Jason Derulo. Jason. That's Jason. how you know it's a Jason yeah, Derulo he song. He says Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. He signs the front of every song. <laughs> yeah, he just that's his that's his production <laughs> value. Jason Derulo. Um, He's gonna be in Cats. And like, oh, what say you, Cat? Jason Derulo. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Wrong. Wrong. Musical. Does it every time? <laughs> Without fail. Um, so I saw the trailer because I watched Lion King the other day. Another cat amazing. movie. Another. Another oh, cat was movie. it good? Uh, yes, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it very much. Um, made me feel like a little kid again in a lot of ways. Um, so we're 
you know, I'm watching the movie. I'm before the movie. Is he just a black cat? Yes. I mean, he he's he's not like white faced. Like I was Judy, wondering if Judy, they would like, do that. Um, Judy's. Je- Jennifer Hudson is also like a black cat. <laughs> Judy um, Judy's so comes out seen... in blackface. <laughs> like, oh, God, no. Don't do that to Judy. Um, the if you see the musical, it's the longest running Broadway musical in Broadway history. I thought Phantom of the Opera. No, at the time when Cats was on. Like when it first oh, opened, got it. Till when it closed, got it, got it, it was got the it, longest got it, got running it. musical right. in Broadway history. Respectable musical. So the reason why I was so if you so I saw the musical. They did a remake of it yes. a couple of years ago, and right. me and my, me and our friend Jacob went to go see it. Yeah. And the whole time, Jake, Jacob's laughing because I have no context of the musical. I'm just going in because I'm like everyone talks about it. I remember watching the nanny and Fran Drescher and Friends, and, all of them. And friends, they all talk yeah, about cats, right. but in the nanny specifically, uh, Mr. Sheffield, the yes. the guy, sure. like he's a like a Broadway producer, and right. he passed on cats. So that's like the thing that uh, he passed on cats. It's like, like, oh, what a dummy! Yeah, what like, a dummy you that he lost. did that. Okay. Um, so I'm just like, what? Like, it's the longest running. Like, I need to go see it, right? Yeah. So I sit and see it, and I was just like, oh, this is literally a musical about cats. Yes. No, like that is all that it is. Right. Like, there is no plot. There's no plot. There's, so it's it is literally is it like like a, you are a cat card? and yeah. there's a musical number about you right here's another cat there's a musical number about you here's another cat here's a musical number about you Fuck. and i'm and i'm like huh <laughs> this is what happens when you let creatives in the avant-garde love <laughs> things outside of art like cats and they think you know what i could do I but just was, take my love for cats. But just... what was groundbreaking of this musical is that usually musicals in the, at that time mm-hmm. and theater is like it happened on stage and that was it. Mm-hmm. But this time they came into the audience and not just oh, it and not just before. orchestra, but mm-hmm. like in the in the, in the rows, mezzanines the and in the in you know the rafters. Yeah. Mind you, I just saw Hamilton. Right. I've seen Wicked. I've seen Book of Mormon. I've seen all these other, and I'm just like, I've even seen like Harry Potter, like the Cursed Child. Cursed Child? You've yeah. seen that? Yeah. How was it? Oh my God, amazing. It is an experience. You saw part one and two? I've seen both, yeah. Oh, shit. Did is, you do the lottery? Uh, no, uh, our friend Jacob had uh-huh. tickets. He couldn't go. So oh. I, so, and he his, he got tickets for him and his sister. And, oh, shit. And he's like, could you be a doll and go in my place? I'm like, oh my God. Oh, can I be a. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to do you that know for what? you. You're asking a lot. But I will do this. I'm going to cancel my plans. Yeah. To be that and, doll. And also to hang out with your sister who I love. Absolutely. <laughs> What's her name again? <laughs> no. Sure. I, Becca, Becca, you're, you're amazing. <laughs> Becca, you're amazing. We had such I, a good time. And I would yeah. recommend if anyone comes to New York to see it in one day. I, I don't. I no. Don't, yeah, sure. I would not do two days. I would not do part one one evening and part two the next evening. Because I would be like, I need to see what happens I next. entered the lottery on Monday. <gasps> And if I get called on Friday or any subsequent Friday, mm-hmm. I'm canceling all my plans the following week to do that day of. Absolutely. Even if I have training on that day. Yes, you do. I am deathly sick. Yeah. Uh, hopefully our, our, our bosses don't hear any of this. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I actually wouldn't cancel on that um, week. Do you. You should, <laughs> you should go. Where is he? He's, um, he's dying in bed. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean on Broadway. Yeah, he's on Broadway. And Forty Second Street. Um, so, so, so cats. cats is, it, was, it was groundbreaking at the time, but since then you've seen I other mean, shows seen, too. And, and my first musical I've ever saw was Rent. So, like, that's impactful. With the original cast, it's which big. is like a very like impactful musical to see mm-hmm. as a first musical. Mm-hmm. So I literally am just like, 
this is li- like me and Jacob were literally just laughing. The whole, we were just like covering our mouth. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> were other people laughing at the same? No, rate? So other people so, were like this is because there's also kids that are like excited about it and like and I'm sitting there just like <laughs> this is so terrible. <laughs> this is a bad musical, right? Oh, yeah, it's I mean, a like the music. The music. I uh-huh. know the music of Cats, yeah. like Memory and things. Like I remember wanting to sing Memory, memory and not be able to sing memory. it. Sing it. It's, that's not how it goes. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson sings that song because oh, it's okay. very, very hard to sing. Like it's a, oh. you need to have like huge range to sing it. Um, and I remember being like, the, I know the music too because the music is hard. It's beautiful, like mm. musicality wise. Mm-hmm. It's it's wonderful, right? But, but they're singing a, like the words that they're singing are right. literally about cats. <laughs> Alex, it's about cats. Ugh. Anyway, I don't, so I, don't, just, I don't, I don't, I, for the better part of my life, when people pull up YouTube videos of cats and kittens, yeah, I was never that person that's who, like, yeah, who got it. it. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand what the fascination is. So to see a whole musical about that for me would be, uh, a punch in the gut yeah it would be mind-numbing for me but i would also laugh a lot if it's a short run give me 90 minutes max i'll laugh my whole way through it yeah i mean i don't know how it's gonna be but i saw the i saw the trailer and i was just like yeah this is different like i'm not a cat's person i've definitely you're a dog person i'm definitely a dog i have a dog so i'm clearly a dog person i've seen cats that i like like I, you know, like there's some cats that I've liked. There's other cats that are indifferent to me. So it's, no, it's just a cat. It's just a cat, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely more of a dog person. Um, and so I was today going through Instagram and I saw someone take the music of us, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, Jordan mm-hmm, Peele mm-hmm, music mm-hmm. that he used for the trailer, sure thing, um, and put it with the mu- with the trailer of Cats, mm-hmm. and it was kind of perfect of how oh like cause it was like kind of creepy, and, like with what they were doing, and it was and Jordan someone said that like on on Twitter, and Jordan mm-hmm. Peele retweeted and was like yes. Like, 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 this is more appropriate than, like, I was like, oh, no. I love the internet. The internet is wonderful. But, yeah, so speaking of other cats, the only thing I can, I wanted to talk about was Lion King. Mm-hmm. Oh, we moe. Oh, <laughs> yes? Um, you haven't you, seen it yet? I have not, but I plan to. I think you should go see it. Why? Um, it's a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> Does Mufasa still die? Yes. Fuck. He had another opportunity to write the ship. <laughs> and just couldn't <sighs> do it. There's a couple of things that happened in the that didn't happen in the movie that I'm like, why did they why did they do that? Did why they did, make Timon and Pumbaa overtly gay? Uh no, but Timon and Pumbaa stole the show. They were fantastic. Yeah. Like, so uh Billy Eichner, who plays uh Timon, uh-huh. he posted on um on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. He posted somewhere. Um, he basically, it was a, oh, Entertainment Weekly wrote a, 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 a an article and the title of the article, um, uh, Billy, Billy Eigner's best lines as Timon in the Lion King remake and the, and the quote on the top of like the, you know, it's for you to click. It's a clickbait quote. Clickbait. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There's this clear standout performance in hashtag the Lion King remake and it's not Beyonce. And so that was the picture yeah. that he posted. And he's just like, thank you very much, Entertainment Weekly, even though the headline means I now have to join the witness protection program. Yeah, <laughs> you, the program. Beehive, will cut you. And as a person who was part of the wow. Beehive, I will say they were wonderful. 
and they did steal the show and I'm okay with that. Timon especially. Timon and Pumbaa. They and both. Pumbaa. Seth Rogen was fantastic. Oh, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's so good. So, so good. The hyenas I thought were interesting. Like, I, like there was definitely some things that they did that I thought was like some changes to the mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. but not in a way that was like, you know, took away from it. Simba is uh, Donald Glover? Yes. Okay. But yeah, large, like big Simba is Donald Glover. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And Nala, big Nala is Beyonce. Right. And people were talking about like, you could hear her Houston accent from the jump. And I'm like, I didn't hear it. I heard it in moments. But people are like, that's because you're a Beyonce stand. I'm like, no, I was actually like trying to hear for it. And I didn't hear it until. Well, you can't hear it because you, your ears are indoctrinated to her voice is like honey to you. She's no, like the siren like she, on the rock. Yeah, but when she talks, like I think people think she's stupid because she has oh. like the slower, well, yeah, like, sure, but thing. But yeah, I'm that's just, like, not. She's, this girl is smart. She's smart. As, she's smart. It's as just anything. her. Yeah, but her vocal, uh, but her her dialect might be very Houston. Yeah, and that's and that's there were some lines was that Nala Houston. had that I was kind of like, I don't think that was necessary, but I, like additional lines that weren't in the movie, like in the original movie that she ended up having. Uh, later in like okay. like the original movie Nala maybe had what like 10 minutes of like talking ma- barely which was which I thought was nice which not, I'm sure <laughs> because but no to be fair it Disney the, like boys only had basically two movies that they could watch as boys right watching Disney movies is Lion King and Aladdin is that right now that I'm thinking about it everything else was catered to girls hang on hang, hang on now I mean, maybe Pinocchio. About, I was, but yeah, Pinocchio, and then uh, like cater to like that's Robin a, Hood. Okay, okay. That I was nothing really about. I loved Robin Hood. Uh, Nemo, Finding Nemo. Okay, do you, do you, okay? But that's later. Toy on, Story. Oh, mm, you're right. That was this there's a lot had, of sexual the, undertones in that. You know, you would have helped my argument yesterday that I was having. I was having a deep discussion with a couple of people about about. Because some people felt like the people that I was around felt like like Beyonce took away from the movie because it was Beyonce and Beyonce and this like, is a boy story. This is a boy like not as a boy story, but it's it was the just Lion like King, not the, the Lion, Lion King Queen. exactly. Yeah. Kind of, and I, not in like a sexist kind of way. It was just more like, why can't we just have this? Like, why does Beyonce? Why have does to take the Me it? Too movement have to have everything? Yeah. Okay. Is sure. that what that is? <laughs> yeah. It's like sure. That's exactly what this one and. <laughs> That's, that's I, exactly I don't want to make a joke about the me the me too movement i am fully in, in congress with or right. not congress with uh i am fully on board with mm-hmm. but um the, i was just thinking about uh if disney made edits to it where you know that scene where <laughs> nala and simba are playing and like pinja pinja again <laughs> she's they like, did do that and it was cute <laughs> she's like Stop sexually harassing me. <laughs> this is assault, and I don't appreciate it. They could have said that. It would have been a very <laughs> woke like, moment. What? Um, so the kid's like, what is happening? I think the, all these Disney remakes, yeah. for people like you and I who grew up watching, like I, my top two favorite movies of all time in Disney is Aladdin mm. and Lion King. The boy ones? Mm-hmm. The boy films? You didn't get down with the the Pocahontas and the... I mean, I liked them. Like, I didn't, like... I wasn't, like, sleep... like Cinderella, no. no. Sleeping Beauty, no. Do, do, do you know me? <laughs> yeah, because they had the most personality in both of and those then, when we grew up. And then Mulan, when I, like... Because Mulan was yeah. a little bit later on in my life. We liked... Lion King and Aladdin I also really liked but I didn't realize until you just said this how much I liked it and it's because of the personalities of 
the supporting cast. Yeah, Tamale Robin Williams. Yeah, and Robin Genie. Williams is Genie. Yeah, yeah, those unforgettable characters. Yeah, and the what was the parrot's name from Aladdin? Iago. Yeah, no, not Iago, but the guy who played him. Oh, Jafar. No. No. Oh, Richard Dreyfus. No, that's nope. Richard Dreyfus. Was uh, nope. No, don't don't Google this. Let's do it old school. Let's okay. do it like we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he's that like kind of crotchety no, looking guy. No, I know you're talking that, about. That hang on, hang on. I got this. I got this. Okay. I got this. Ah, you know, sometimes. No, that sounds. When. Oh, he was in Police Academy. Also. Yeah. Uh, do you have it pulled up? Right yeah. Now? I it's have it. it's it's he's got black curly hair yeah or it used kind of short skinny short, short guy it used to be uh he's got big teeth his squinty eyes do you want to do you want to know what it starts with would that help it starts with a c nope like a this? c okay like a c like it looks like a c it's uh, G. Yeah. G- 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 Literally, there's someone who's listening to this now screaming. It. I <laughs> know. They're so annoyed that you I don't have this know. yet. <laughs> um. Oh, g- 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 Does it start with a G or a G? G. G. Merch. We gotta move oh, on. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. What's the What's the second uh, letter with the What's the first? Letter of this, the last name G. Oh, what was the f- first letter of the first name? G. Oh, it's G G. Ah, fuck it, I don't know. What is it? Gilbert Goffrey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone, for wasting Literally, that. We just wasted if you just five skipped away <laughs> two minutes on this podcast, wasted. Uh, if please don't rate this episode on iTunes, SoundCloud. <laughs> Or any other place where you it's get really your podcast. Alex is trying to figure oh, out pop culture. I really thought I would get Gilbert Godfrey because he was also on Problem Child, and mm. I watched Problem Child the movie a million times, and Problem Child the cartoon right. so many times, and Gilbert Godfrey's voice was on all of those. Right. And now I feel like an ass. Well, now you know. So anyway, the but yeah, Iago and Robin Williams, mm-hmm. and then um, but and like I I read an article like I think piece of like the you know when we were watching like. The Aladdins, the Aladdins and Lion King, even like Beauty and the Beast, a lot of like the supporting characters were very flamboyant. If you think about it, like flamboyant, like no, agree, like characteristics uh, totally. of like how eccentric, they spoke, eccentric, all those different things. Not gay necessarily, but right. just like flamboyant right. in, in personality. For sure. And so, like big personality, we're expecting that from. Will Smith in, in Aladdin. We're expecting mm-hmm. that from Timon and Pumbaa in Line. You know, we're mm-hmm. just expecting those things. Right. And in some ways they do, and in some ways they don't. And I think that's fine because yeah. it's it's just different, right? Yeah. Um, so as someone who's going in, like, I think as much as, like, I love these remakes, but I also know that I'm going to be disappointed in moments. Like, there was something, and I'll tell you off mic, mm-hmm. that I was really disappointed about. There's two things I was really disappointed about. And, and I was just like, I felt like that was so important for this character to have this thing that they've had from the beginning why mm-hmm. didn't they have it mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. like that's annoying or like I wish that music piece was like the one from the original because that's what I remember right. it like um, you know how we said a year ago this was a live action mm-hmm. and- people are also like they they felt they felt like the realness of the animals took away from the story I knew going in that yes. like their it's their mouths are going to be talking. Their eyes are not going to do much. I get that they're animals. 
Yeah. So I, that's, gotta be, you, you, you just, just got you put it out there. That's exactly okay. how I felt. You just gotta I, be okay with that. Uh, going into it, because when you introduced this topic last year, and oh, great, Beyonce, Dan, uh, John, John, John Donald Glover, John Oliver, right. these great people. I can't wait to see some semblance of their faces. Nope, none of their faces. Are and on. then when I saw the trailer, I said, "This." looks like National Geographic. Yeah. Or it looks like um what's that movie with the dog and the cat? Milo and Otis? I've never seen it. Yeah. To the Homeward Bound. You've seen Homeward Bound? Nope. Hey. What the fuck Alex, I, I haven't seen a lot of movies. The reaction uh. that you're having is the reaction that most of my friends have when they say, like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. Like, what kind of childhood did you have? I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> I met you. I was like, I threw out an obscure reference to Milo Notice because most kids have seen that. And you're like, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, fine. I'll meet you halfway. It was a little weird. Homeward Bound, obviously, you've seen. And I just you know was so ready to carry on with my point. And then you <laughs> shot me with a dagger. I'll have you talk to the, the support group that exists for this specific thing. Uh, but you know what I have seen? What? Wishbone. All right, Wishbone. <laughs> we'll go with Wishbone then. Have you watched? Thank you. Have you? Because s- it was free and it was on Channel Eleven. I loved Wishbone. I loved Wishbone. Saved me a lot of pages. Yeah. So you know, if you watch Wishbone now, oh, it's horrible. I've seen. I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah. I used to love this show. The dog just runs somewhere, and the dog is looking at the somewhere. The dog is just looking somewhere. Right. Someone narrates over. Right. This the dog the is saying this even, now. The mouth doesn't move. Not even moving. Well, well, this one at least the mouth moves. Exactly, mm-hmm. but that my thing is it it smacks of that so hard for me mm-hmm. and the fact that it's Beyoncé's voice then becomes a moot point. Right. Because if I can't see Beyoncé's face. Right, but I'm hearing Beyoncé's voice. It doesn't matter to me the mouth is moving. Yeah. Barney's mouth moves. Barely, but yes, it Barely. just goes like right. It goes right. like. Rah, 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 but rah, rah. do I care who's narrating Barney? No, but Not I, at all. I also know when the voice changes. I don't like it. I don't like oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. On any, I show. don't like it. Arthur, like they it. did that too. To oh Arthur. yeah, I don't like that. And I knew they switched out for a girl. I could tell. Like that's a girl's voice oh. or a prepubescent boy, but. It's not, not the same it's one. It's not the same. It's not, not the same. same. Yeah, but I would highly recommend to go see it. Just because I mean, it's I'm all about these really, you know. These these ta- these talented voice actors at the end of the day did something really cool and I'm I'm excited for I was it. Messaging. And I will say Beyonce's like Beyonce's wasn't the best performance. Like her voice performance wasn't the best. I'll say that. And I'm part of the Beehive. Just saying. You might not be part of the Beehive after people hear this. No, that's they might revoke your Beehive card. Yeah, but that's uh, I'll fight. They're okay. The hive. Like, Great. Come, I will right. fight. They will come. No, um, but I still love Beyonce. Uh, if no, all right, that's fine. I'm gonna watch it. Someone saw it, and mm-hmm. I was messaging this person. They said uh, their their eyes were preloaded with tears for the Mufasa scene, and I said, of course, that's one of the most devastating scenes, not just in Disney film history. But in pan African U.S. relations mm-hmm. historically, mm-hmm. we're still talking about the death of Bufasa right. on the Serengeti. Yeah, you know it's yeah it's that deep. Mm-hmm. And what did they say about the death? Did they see? Did they see the movie? And mm-hmm. they, okay, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to watch. Yeah, there's a, a uh, listen and to specifically a, how Simba reacts. I that 
Ah. Uh, That's where I'm glad they don't have facial, like, eyebrow functions. Yeah, no, but, like, what he, like, what an animal does. Oh, that's just. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a podcast recently that had Julia Louis-Dreyfus as a guest on there. Who I love. I She's love great. her. Yeah, I love her. And she was talking about how she can't watch scary movies. I can't watch scary movies either. Me too. I need to watch it with like Stranger Things I finished watching, mm-hmm. but I literally needed to I need to watch it with another person because like like everything scares Hate me. Hate it. Uh it's just it's not it's not comfortable. And so she was watching this movie her son wanted her to see. Said, Mom, you gotta see this movie. She goes, I don't like scary movies. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to poke me on the leg every time something scary is about to happen mm-hmm. so I can close Brace my eyes. My, yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, close my eyes. getting yeah. poked the whole time? Yeah. So she's like, he poked me through 75% of the movie. So I only saw <laughs> the, of 25% of it. And the host goes, what'd you think? She said, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> like even us, I was like, okay, I can see this. Because even like suspenseful stuff, like kind of scream. I, I realize I'm kind of a punk ass bitch. <laughs> I ain't like I thought I was like a, I'm I'm a tough girl I can I, can't do. I like I grew up you know pretty scrappy uh, but I'm especially like especially gore I can't do saw no I could oh, I like saw I like saw something about women mm. and those movies you I think it's because you all menstruate okay I think because you all are used to seeing blood on a monthly basis <laughs> sometimes that, we don't. Depending on you know the contraception, contraception that, that you're using, sometimes use. you skip periods yeah. and all this. I know, <laughs> I'm just and then and then and then when you finally have a period, it's like all the periods combined into one, <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. But because blood has been a part of menstruation forever, mm-hmm. I think watching something like Saw is guys don't we don't have a reason to see blood ever except unless it's like. Like sports injuries, if they're like doing that, or like working with tools, like, yeah, like accidental like right. things, right? Yeah, right. So it's yeah, not, it's not a ugh, 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 ugh. You're not ready to have a kid. <laughs> you are not ready. To well, have I'm a not kid. gonna. I'm not ready to be in the delivery room. <laughs> oh, just stay above the equator. <sighs> just stay above. Like, just have you know, just by oh, oh above the boobs. That's where you stay. Stay above the boobs. That's the equator is technically the belly button, but you can just you know stay above the boobs and you know uh, pat your pat your woman dry. Make her, make sure that give her encouragement. I would totally not be south of. the If canal. I ever get pregnant, uh, I will, I've been asked that you're in the room with me. Is what? that cool? Is that cool? And I can say no. No, I'll absolutely no. not. You can't say no to a bride like a, a soon to be bride and a pregnant woman. It's gonna be it's gonna be my husband my face and you be seen on this podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be my husband and you in the delivery room. Disgusting. Not my mother, not my sister, not my mother in law, not like his sisters or any no, it's gonna be my best guy friend and my husband. Watch you shit on the floor <laughs> and pump out a baby. I just really want you to I just want to see you pass out. I'm not gonna lie. God. Actually I've seen I would that hit already. the floor. I Actually, would hit the floor. I've seen that already, <laughs> so we're gonna not. We're gonna. <laughs> I'd be like, it that. smells bad in here, and then I just faint. And then <laughs> um, I watched two pregnancies happen on TV, all in the same afternoon mm-hmm. when I was a kid, flipping through channels before we had. Uh, this is so long ago we didn't have TV Guide or whatever the the guide menu on the remote, so I had to flip. I was flipping and flipping and flipping, mm-hmm. and I was at home by myself, home from school. 
watching. And I'm sitting on the couch. There's pillows, you know, little, what do you call those? Little accent pillows or Throw whatever. Pillows. Throw pillows next to me. And so I'm watching. And then I flip to the channel. And there's a woman giving birth on the channel. And you're south of the equator. And you're watching this thing come out of someone's vagina. And there's <laughs> blood everywhere. And I started screaming uh, and i grabbed funny. the throw pillow and i threw it over my mouth because i was screaming so loud and i because up to that point i had always heard birth is beautiful mm-hmm. and like childbirth it's no, a beautiful thing like, it's beautiful the after right math like the after of it yeah and even that is also very hard absolutely no baby <laughs> looks good no in the just, first i was especially the first month genuinely i asked my my mother this because uh-huh. I've seen pictures of me like fresh baby like one week two weeks old yeah and I'm literally like how did, did you, you love, love me? me absolutely they look ugly I every like, baby looks ugly I remember Rennie my youngest sister mm-hmm. coming home because I was six years old when she came mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. So I was five six years old and I just like I remember always asking my mom what her name was because I kept on forgetting right because <laughs> I'm smart um <laughs> Because right. I also wanted a brother, but she became my sister. But she and me are very similar, so like we're the tomboys of our of our family, mm-hmm. the athletes, all those things. Right. Um. Um. And yeah. So we. Uh. I remember Rennie being just so cute. I like. I she was not ugly to me. Obviously, like she was a premature baby, so she was really little, right. and she was like hooked up with a lot of things. But like when she came home she was like to me so cute and if i look at pictures of rennie uh-huh. she like reba and rennie were real my two younger sisters were just cute as a button kids from the from, time from the jump really i don't know where i <laughs> what Wait happened to me no, no 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 i i and i can like if you look at baby pictures of rennie uh-huh. as a baby like yeah she's a little like babyish but it's like but she's still so cute are we talking about in the first three weeks yeah I distinctly remember seeing her and thinking, oh, my God, she is so cute. Okay. And, and like, ah. mind you, I didn't want to like her because she wasn't a brother. I wanted a brother right, right. to ne- wrestle with. No, with limited hair and limited eyebrows. Oh, she had a full head of hair. Did she? Oh, yeah. That might have done a lot for it because babies who were, Rita you know. and Rennie both had, like, they had beautiful hair. Yeah, I had hair, too, but my hair was like, meh. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just, like, like all over the place. Uh, oh, I want to, okay. like, yeah. I think, the hair, I think the hair probably is a big deal. Well, I think of, like, my nieces uh-huh. that live here in New York. They had a full head of hair. And when I And I've shown you pictures of When they of were them. born? Yeah. Straight out the womb yeah okay maybe it was a white in you that gave you less hair i think no i don't remember if i had hair I'm or sure not you did. i think i did my my pictures of me have hair in it from forever so i think i was born with hair i just don't i know because i took a long time in there because i didn't come out right away um you took you, took my sweet ass time and so poor poor mother that's I, why on your birthday big. we don't celebrate you we celebrate your mom absolutely so i was she a did big all the work. kid so i think i had a lot of hair actually because i was i was fully baked I fully baked promise you were such a cute kid i there's no i think if it if that thing comes out within the first day mm-hmm. to week mm-hmm. it doesn't look good I guess. I don't know. Maybe. But that same day that I saw uh, that moment that I saw the woman giving birth on TV and I screamed into the pillow, I immediately changed the channel. <laughs> and and then within two clicks, it was a different video of a woman giving birth <laughs> south of the equator. And I 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was just this moment of relief after I screamed into the pillow, like, oh god. <laughs> 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 just, Have you seen Knocked Up? No, with Seth Rogen. Yeah, I haven't seen it. There's, yeah, there's definitely a scene in there that you would definitely do that currently. <laughs> oh boy. Because they literally show the head coming out. My, uh, <laughs> I think I would just, uh, I don't know. I'd be north of the equator for sure. Hundred percent. Well, that's all I had. All right. I feel like we should talk some basketball. Talk some hoops. Let's do it. And keep it moving. Alright folks, it is time to talk and speak on basketball. It is our dribbling section, which is uh, where we talk about all things basketball related, typically NBA. I'd love for us to potentially incorporate some WNBA and things like that, which would be kind of cool. For those of you who don't know, the WNBA All-Star Games are this Saturday. You should check it out. It's on ABC, I believe. So this Saturday, I think like three in the afternoon, something like that. So if you That's dope. if you have nothing to do, you should do that. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about basketball. We try to explain as much as we can, but we do kind of nerd out. So be patient with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some ball, dude. What's going on? Today was a big day. That was a big day. Did you see the introduction of the new Los Angeles Clippers? I did not see it, mm-hmm. but I knew it happened today because mm-hmm. I was it was a little busy day at work. So got you. The jerseys look good. Yeah. Paul and Kawhi, both new Clippers for mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And Doc Rivers was there. Jerry West was there. Uh, they displayed their new jerseys, the, the blue jerseys mm-hmm. with Leonard mm-hmm. wearing number two and Paul wearing number thir- 13, like okay, they okay, did before. Okay, okay. And they look good. They look they good. Just, they look like they are excited. Okay. That's a, that's a big thing for the both of them, specifically Kawhi. Quiet, quiet. Quiet said. <laughs> I can't. Quiet. That the question about the Lakers being the Lakers, he said for the la- for the last number of years, the Clippers have been better than the Lakers. He just flat facts. out said facts, and people I, laughed. But, like, but it's but, true. But it's those are not those are not not facts. Right. I, when I went to L.A., I didn't go to a Laker game. I went to a Clippers game. Right. Everyone just, just saying. People in the in the media laughed because he's since. Kawhi has taken over the Don role of the league. It's kind of cool. He's been pulling no punches. So, for those of you who don't know, Kawhi Leonard is is a he's from San Diego, I believe, right? Yes. Um, for the beginning of his career, he was a Spur, a San Antonio Spur, under the leadership of the, the great Greg Popovich. Um, he had some feelings when he was there the last season he was there because he was injured but they were like yo just come back it's not that big of a deal injury but he's like nah I know my body I'm not coming back until I'm ready to come back mm-hmm. other people should have listened to that Kevin Durant yes. listen to your body it's oh, it's boy. your it's your money maker oh, um, and he did a one year rental essentially to mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors and Got uh, and got him a championship. Got him. Bonk. Got got all of Canada mm-hmm. a championship. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was a big deal. Um, and uh, which, by the way, Canada is having a women's team now. Like, like WNBA. Tr- yeah, I believe so. Great, which is super cool. And it's super cool. I believe uh, a lot of brown girls are going to be involved with it too. Like, they see girls. So what? Yeah, I've, I've Lily Singh is definitely on this. Uh, she, she probably is promoting it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a huge Raptors fan, so I could imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's a side note. So after the year was up, he was a free agent, and so where Kawhi was going was has been so 
was talked about with everybody. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi's camp is very similar to LeBron's camp, but quieter. Mm-hmm. Kawhi has his people mm-hmm. that he grew up with. It's his. It's his. Uncle Dennis. It's his. It's a very it's tall his man. People. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, I was watching the jump and other things, and they were saying like. Kawhi's camp was figuring out like where were the rumors where were the rumors coming from right oh the Lakers were saying this this and this and this okay cool no like when they said that people heard that he was going to the Clippers people were like what right it was shocking that was shocking because no one thought the Clippers were going to get Kawhi Uh or Paul George like those two were not Paul George was never even an option he wasn't available he wasn't available he wasn't a free agent right so, and free agency is basically when your contract is up, right? So, mm-hmm. like your contract is up, you can go wherever you're a free agent. You can go where the money where the money wants you to go, right? You know, um, and if you're a person like Kawhi, you can make some big money out of it. Sure can. And so, the fact that he's being very Donny is really cool because a lot of people do compare the things that Kawhi has done to the league this season, this off season, mm-hmm. to what LeBron did. Oh yeah, but LeBron got a lot of flack for it because LeBron's a little bit more showy. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the decision, which was a very showy way of saying that he was going to Miami after Cleveland, and it all went to the Boys and Girls Club. But it was just like, okay, there's a show, a show to it, right? Um, and but with Kawhi, it was just like I'm gonna put my feelers out there and figure things out. The fact that I, I think you were the one that said like Kawhi literally called Paul George and was like, "You should come here." Right? Call or text? Call, mm-hmm. like it was a. It oh was, yeah, it was a definite it was direct a, exchange. It was a direct exchange. It wasn't like his people talked to her, his people. It uh-uh. was a. It was a you know Bry talking to Alex. Right. You know it was like that. that you want to play thing. together? Huh? You want like you want to play together? Yeah, exactly. I, was, I thought you were asking me. I'm just like yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> when do you want to play ball? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, cool. I don't know if this is the right time to talk about that. Right Alex, now. we're having a podcast right now. <laughs> oh, we, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> come back to this. Come back to this. Um, but yeah, so it's super cool. Like I haven't seen anything yet, and I'm so I'm excited to review review the tapes of how um, how it all played out. They are Paul. Jo- so another story came out from Skip Bayless okay. on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. and Skip went to the fight recently. The fight, the Matt Pacquiao fight. Pacquiao fight. Which Pacquiao won? Yeah, mm-hmm. looked like a G. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he's a homophobic kind of racist G, but yeah, sure. Well, yeah, but he's also from a certain... Um, certain time, right? Cut, yeah, mm-hmm. cut of his jib. So, uh, Skip Bayless is there, and on the Jumbotron is Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis. And they... Was he enjoying himself? <laughs> yeah. And, and his I girlfriend. Just, I, his girlfriend was there, too. Yeah. And so... His girlfriend is very beautiful. Yeah, and so Skip is looking at the Jumbotron saying, is that Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Like, un- uh, under the radar, super stealth, very uh, reclusive. Right. Kawhi Leonard. It was him, and K- Skip is known... I, I saw memes of that, uh-huh. and people are like, is Kawhi enjoying himself? Because he just looked yeah. so, like, plain. Like, yeah, you couldn't tell. Because, you, could, yeah. you know, he's... He, He's hard to read, and that's why he's so intriguing. Co- uh, Skip calls Kawhi number two. That's his jersey number, yeah, obviously. So yeah. he just refers to him as number two mm-hmm. because Skip is a diehard Spurs fan. Mm-hmm. And so he has some level of disrespect for how Kawhi left the Spurs, but he also respects Kawhi's game. But mm-hmm. he just calls him number two. And so he looks at the Jumbotron and sees that. Next thing he knows, he gets taps a tap on his shoulder. 
turns around. It is Uncle Dennis, Kawhi's, Kawhi's uncle, uncle mm-hmm. and agent, really, mm-hmm. his, 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 ar- his, his arranger. Yeah, he's the one that, yeah. He represents Kawhi, basically. Did he, what did he do? He said, Clo- Shut your mouth. I, I wanted, Mr. Bayless, I wanted to deliver a message from Kawhi. He wanted you to be aware that his name is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> oh my actual god what so we had a marquee title weight pacquiao fight what what year is it 1960 there's a, we're at a boxing match you have Kawhi leonard recent nba mvp sitting up there just pulled the g move of the century by arranging for paul george hijacking him from from the OKC Thunder to take him to Los Angeles Clippers, who the Clippers gave a king's ransom of draft picks for, 100%. unprecedented to get they Paul needed, George, they, yeah, they needed just to, to get one guy, him, yeah. and forced OKC subsequently to then give up on their entire organization and trade away. Yeah, they're going to Russell they're, Westbrook. They're restarting their marquee guy to another organization. So by one phone call. Kawhi Leonard caused a seismic shift. Right. And so he shows up at the Pacquiao fight. He's on the Jumbotron. And people are like, that's that one-year guy rental who won a championship for Canada. And then he sends over Again, his... the whole, the whole, the whole country. Yeah. Canada. And then he sends over his relative, his agent, which... His by mouthpiece. All, by all intents and purposes, in this situation, acts as a, a pseudo-intellectual muscle. Mm-hmm. Goes or at to, this point, a muscle. I don't know. I don't know anything about Uncle he, Dennis. Uncle Dennis is tall. He's very tall. Just, so he and he's got a good smile on him. He, he looks very smooth. Mm-hmm. So he comes up. Kawhi to, has a really beautiful smile too. He he showed it today at yeah. the press conference. Yeah. So he uh, so Uncle Dennis told him what it is. Like his name's Kawhi Leonard, and basically you know kiss the ring kind yeah. of situation. And there was a pleasant exchange. Can I just say that is time. such a G move? Like Kawhi I, says, go over there and tell him. That my name is Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. When you when you think about Kawhi, you don't know. Can I just say Le- time out for two mm-hmm, seconds? Mm-hmm. Remember uh, this time last year when I was talking shit about Kawhi? Yeah, and I was just like, oh I yeah. I'm, I think you're, and I said I think you're gonna eat your words because I think he's. Oh, I'm eating all of it. You're eating all like of a, it. I'm just like saying, a foot long. I just want to so say good. I used to talk a mad crap about LeBron James, mm-hmm. and I just feel really, I feel very vindicated. Oh yeah. In this um, way. I feel how you feel now. <laughs> This is what what was so outstanding to me about this moment is he's such an enigma and a riddle. We've never seen Kawhi show certain signs of personality, but we've started to see glimpses of it right. and how he's talked about it, how he's it's addressing confidence for sure. It's all it's it's growth. It's growth. It's, it's a lot it's of that maturity. It's mm-hmm. all of those things. It's, someone may say that's immaturity, but I think it's I think it's probably unjust and like yeah. I I don't think uh-uh. Uncle Dennis is going no. to do anything. Yeah, it's no, just no. more like. Come on, dude. There's no ill say my will name. here. Yeah, <laughs> say, just like say my name, say hey, my name. Be aware. when everybody is around you. Yeah, when everybody. <laughs> so, um, but but when LeBron when LeBron goes off the radar with media, we know LeBron doesn't pay attention to media during mm-hmm. the playoffs. He just doesn't. He yeah. goes zero dark thirty or twenty three or whatever. He does that so he goes off the grid and doesn't pay attention to stuff. Kevin Durant pays too much attention too much. to what people are saying. He's got a very thin skin. Yep. So with Kawhi, we just assumed. He's disinterested or not aware and just keeps it a tight ship. But then for him to send someone over to a reporter and say, 
here's this is what I've heard what you've been saying about me. Yeah. Here's my name. Watch it was mouth. like, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. So you were listening. Yeah. Okay. But that's the thing. I think that's what makes him smart because people just think like, oh, he's a quiet guy. Does he even know what he like? Right. No one knows what to make of him. And so like when he makes boss moves, like going to the Clippers you're like, and getting PG to come with him, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a little jarring. It's like, whoa, where, where did that, how did that happen? You know? It was nuts. It was nuts. The press conference today showed Paul George and Kawhi essentially saying, we're starting a new thing here. Yeah. Like the Clippers are about to enter into a period of extreme growth and we're not thinking about Lakers versus Clippers and who owns Los Angeles. The Lakers are the Lakers. We are and that, doing and our own thing. there's a respect to right. that that, we need, that needs to be there, but that's all yeah. it is. But Vegas has the Clippers favorite to win. So there's that. Uh-huh. All and the things? The way, yeah, and the, Kauai, the way Kawhi was talking about like, it. What were we about to say? Kawhi? <laughs> the way Kawhi was talking about it, he kept throwing, said, if we win it all, let's say we win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, he just talked about it so casually and cavalier of, yeah, let's just say we, the manner in which his body language and the tone of his voice was saying, look, if we win a championship, in the very realistic sense, the way that he was presenting it, and it, I was almost taken aback at how flippant he was about it but then i realized oh this man just won a championship on a one-year rental they brought him in as a gun for hire he did the job and now he's in la with a paul george he says yeah realistically if we win a title because it's a real possibility dude you got the keys to the ferrari take that thing don't don't (sighs) even not you know like come on it's kind of dope this is, Super cool. What's up? Uh, anyway, I'm just reading something about this uh, thing we'll talk about in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, LBJ posted on his Instagram from the set of Space Jam 2. Space okay, Jam 2. hold on. Hold on one second. Space Jam 2. So, LBJ last week uh-huh. was um, studying for Space Jam By watching Space Jam 1. Yeah. And I don't know why I felt so offended by it. I was like, I don't need your attitude. And then I'm just like, come on, Bri, be cool. Just don't. You know how I feel about these remakes? I just need to give it a chance. But I just, I just have a lot of feelings about it. Okay, so Space Jam 2, go ahead. And I'm sure he's going to be a better actor. And (sighs) he normally does a tradition at his home that he does on instagram mm-hmm. but he was on the set of space jam and so he <laughs> did a live or not a live but um he did a story mm-hmm. on his instagram saying hey y'all i'm on the set of space jam and there's green screens all around him green right. screens everywhere yeah and he says uh i can't show you the full jersey so he's got a towel over him covering the jersey right but he says uh you thought because i was on the set of space jam that was gonna get in the way of Taco Tuesday. First of all, amazing. <laughs> he just LeBron does Taco Tuesday at his house with his family every Tuesday. Right. And he was every on Space Tuesday, Jam. Yeah. And so he was doing another Taco Tuesday. And so the, the, the screen flips down to him with four tacos in front of him. And then he just goes so silly on this thing, animated like a little kid, and, and throws the, the camera around to 
on his phone to see some of the people on set with him. And he calls them by name. He's right. like, you thought you were going to get out of Taco Tuesday? You thought you were going to get out of Taco Tuesday? It just goes person to person. And they all Wait, just... did this happen today? Yeah. Okay. And I just lost it. And um, it just... <laughs> the gregarity and showmanship of LeBron as an extrovert. Yeah. Of a look at me kind of person. Right. Is on full display on the set of Space Jam. I can only imagine what the actual movie will look like. Oh. He's such a look at me person. Right. Which I, is why he's so different from Kawhi, but they're so similar in their game in a lot of ways. Forget Kawhi. We're comparing him to Michael Jordan right now. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> this is what is I don't want he's, This he's, is disrespectful. Get out of his, my get out of my home. <laughs> his ability on screen, be it his Instagram or an actual cinema camera, is really nice. It's hilarious. And also he does obviously Taco Tuesday at home with his kids. Um, AD has been there at home during Taco Tuesday, yes. He's, which is very Anthony fun. Davis. Anthony Davis, who is his now teammate mm-hmm. and uh, castmate in Space Jam 2. Right. I was like Bronny, his oldest son, LeBron James Jr. Um, everyone calls him Bronny. When so they he, he, she, he essentially says it's Taco Tuesday, and then everybody also has to say it too. Taco Tuesday, yeah. So and everybody says it like all his kids say it, like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he tries to have Savannah say it. And Savannah's like, stop. Yeah, like, she just can't. She's, she's like, you are being the most right now. Right, like, relax, right. eat your damn food. Right. But when Bronny says it, he sounds exactly like his dad. Oh, for sure. It is eerie. I was right. just like, oh my god, like, Here you are your father's son. You are son. your father's son. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Louise. Anyway. But yeah, no, Taco Tuesday. I feel like that should be a, a national thing that happens every Tuesday. Oh, most that definitely. That everybody should get tacos for like a dollar. Taco Tuesdays with tequila. Oh, that is... If you're of age. I love that. Tequila I'm into Tuesdays. It. I'm into it. Um, tequila and Taco Tuesdays? Sounds like a problem. I actually think I might incorporate that into my life for the rest of my life. I would like to join it's you Tuesday, on this. Tuesday, so we're doing tacos and tequila, so that's... So can uh, we just do that, like... Like dabbling, dribbling, date night, Tuesday. Well, we'd have Perfect. to make it. We'd have to move the podcast to Tuesdays. I think mm. to be to hold this accountable, mm. we'd have to do it then. Okay, 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 okay. Cool, what cool, am cool, I doing cool, on cool. Tuesdays? Nothing that I couldn't do on Monday, honestly. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but but it doesn't have to be. It could be Taco Monday. No, Taco Tuesday with tequila. And well, we take, Taco we, we Tuesday take, tequila. We take We're, a shot of tequila uh-huh. before the cast, right? Like in the beginning of the cast, right? Margaritas and, and, during the cast. <laughs> bad for your sleep. Though. Yeah, let's not do that. Bad for your sleep. Be, uh, in the beginning of the cast and the end of the cast, mm-hmm. a shot and have a, have at least a taco. At least a taco? Yeah. I will eat eight. No, I know. But see, I've come to realize that I don't eat like a boy sometimes. Oh, okay. I eat like a bird, apparently. Yeah, you hold your own rules. <laughs> yeah. So, I have no rules on those no, tacos. No, like, again, you can eat 10 or 20 if you want. Yeah. I'm going to eat at least one. Yeah. Anywho, Um, so um, Damian Lillard is also one of the stars on Space Jam 2, and he says, quote, he has a, he plays a significant role. I think he would be amazing. I think Damian Lillard, he had to shave his beard for part of it. (gasps) Yeah, I know. But, hey, it's for the kids. I want to know, when I don't think this is what happened, I think LeBron has his beard in Space Jam. Okay. Which, for me, is a huge risk, because, well, no. Actually, I don't know who he is without a beard. It's like feels weird to see him without a beard. I remember him before last year when he didn't. Sorry, two years ago he was on 
Cleveland. Yeah. That whole year was the first year he rocked that beard the whole that, year. Yeah. So for the last two years, he's rocked that beard. You know how he used to change his beard style yeah. infrequently for yeah. the first 10 years or whatever? Um, I thought the beard he has now was going to be just a phase. No, it's staying. I like it without the beard. Really? Uh-huh. I don't. I think Can his I face say? looks too round with the beard. Uh-huh. He okay. looks like Abe Lincoln, but heavier. And with less hair. Um, <laughs> right. But right. Um, I'm yeah. a terrible Facts. person. Um, my thoughts on men with facial hair. Growing up, I was like, ew, facial hair is gross. Hair in general is gross. Like body hair in general. Mm-hmm. Gross. Like hair on chest. You like, you like a hairless breed? Well, that's what I, like, I realized growing up, like, that's what was, like, sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Aladdin had no hair, you know? And mm-hmm. Aladdin was one of my first crushes. Right. You know, also didn't have a lot of hair? Tupac. Yeah. He was my first actual crush okay. of a human, oh. if you didn't know that. I, I did a, not know that. I was a G like that, you know? With my thug tears. Um, did What did he have tattooed on his stomach? Um, I forgot. Say, what did it say? It doesn't matter. Uh, hold on, sorry. What's she doing? You pulling out a book about Tupac? Yeah. Oh, it's his poetry book. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. And it is. It makes his. So I've I, I bought this book called The Rose That uh, Grew from the Concrete, which is one of his poems mm-hmm. that he wrote. Um, and it's literally a book of like his poetry. On the left side of the page is like his handwritten version of the poem, and the right side of the page is like the type version of the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but um, that's nice. I think men, the minute they have a beard, just immediately, it's like a facelift. Men don't. You guys don't have to do much to look good. That's true. Like, wear a nice tailored suit, and like, you know, shave and like, like trim up or if you're gonna clean shave clean shave beard whatever like that's all you need to do girls have to do like 15 layers yeah, of makeup you take and forever. crap and take i don't do that Jeez. i i have i have dated enough men who have told me well that was quick um i still have to get ready i'm like yeah i told you i was gonna get ready in 10 minutes i did get ready in 10 minutes right because i don't do a lot like this is the face that you're gonna get we're gonna die at some point. I'm not wasting life on no. all of this stuff. No, I'm, I'm with you. So, um, I don't know. I like the beard. I'm a fan. Speaking of the beard, talking about James. Yeah. Talking about the other James. Yeah. Uh, well, in conjunction with Paul George leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder said we don't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning anything this year. So we might as well trade our triple double machine, Russell Westbrook. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Averaged a Triple double of twenty two to thirty points, ten rebounds and ten assists every year for the last three years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, let's get rid of him because uh, now is the time. His value is high. His contract is heavy. He's got a heavy, expensive contract, and he ain't getting any younger. So we got to put him somewhere where he still has the juice. And they sent him to Houston in exchange for a very Riley and beguiled. CP3, who is not seeing eye to eye with the star of the team, James Harden. So they say. Absolutely, they were. <laughs> they were having troubles. According to Harden, they weren't. And according to CP3, they weren't. But we all know. And so CP3 got traded to Oklahoma City, where he is. 
Well, we'll talk about CP3 in a minute. Russell Westbrook with James Harden. It's like the old team is back together again? Former teammates at Oklahoma City and they're, when they were together for their first three years. Mm-hmm. But seven, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Seven years ago? James Harden got traded to Houston. He's been his own man since. Right. Can, it's his can, team. Can they work together? I don't know. What do you think? No. I've heard, I've heard mixed reports. I don't think... Th- I mean, I think they have a respect for each other. But we all know that Russell only has one friend on the court, and right. its name is Balding. That's right. It's a basketball. He doesn't care about anybody else. I mean, I, he cares about his teammates. I mean, he has enough mm. assists, I guess, to you, you can yeah, say that he cares. I, I guess. guess. Um, is he going to average a triple double uh, in in the Rockets? Be playing for the Rockets? Probably no, not. No, no, no. So that's going to be because. Because there's another person who controls the ball and over does the, things. Over the past five years, the it's, a, it's hard to break that habit. Well, over the past five years, these two players have had the highest usage rate mm-hmm. in not only the NBA, but in NBA history. And will he work under a D'Antoni system? Well, that's funny because D'Antoni's system works really well with one player controlling the flow of offense to right. distribute. Now, he plays a lot of iso ball. Right. Well, remember when Steve Nash was this guy? Yeah. I'm thinking this. If Russell Westbrook can be the Steve Nash facilitator, you move the ball, you cut right. to the basket, kick out. Right. If you don't have the layup, kick it out to a James Harden or a um, Eric Gordon mm-hmm. or one of your other shooters that you have available. CJ um, McCollum? No. CJ uh, Brown? Ah, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> okay. he, but uh, you pass it out to CJ uh, Tucker. Pass oh, it Tucker, out to, yeah. yeah, you pa- uh, pass it out to one of these guys who can shoot for you. Russell Westbrook is a Terrible. I didn't realize until they showed the stats. Russell Westbrook's three-point shooting is abysmal. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. He should stop. Just stop. Don't shoot anymore. Stop. If you were behind the three-point line, put the fucking ball down. <laughs> wow. Pass it to someone else. There is a reason. Where just swore? There is a reason. I didn't look. I didn't realize how bad his three-point shooting yeah. was. That he has the audacity <laughs> to continue shooting threes is beyond me. Like, you've run... Kevin Durant out of town. Well, that was Kevin's trade. No, Kevin did not want to play with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. CP3, or um, Paul George left. Maybe not directly because of you, but you were not something that kept him there. Yep. Um, So to go play with James Harden, who is someone who can really shoot a three and can also make layups, and Mm -hmm. those are the only two things he likes to do. Unless, well, he said that he has something else that he's creating, uh, right? Way before we get to that, I just want to finish this last thought. He, <laughs> Russell Westbrook um, and James Harden together can work in the same way that, for this other reason, CP3, when he went to go play with Harden, how was their first year? It was good, right? Yeah. They made it to the playoffs. They almost beat the Warriors if Chris Paul didn't have a hamstring pull. Right. CP3 and Chris, the reason we weren't sure about James and CP3 was because, all right, they'll be in the backcourt together, but CP3 and he both averaged the most assists Mm -hmm. in the game every year. Mm -hmm. So are they just going to keep passing it to each other? How's this going to work? Right. 
CP3 said, I want to be off the ball. I'm used to having the ball. I'd like to shoot more. Mm -hmm. And so for Russell, if he can say, I want to shoot less and defer to James. Right. James can get more points and I can have 15 assists a game. Right. I can do John Stockton numbers on assists. Right. And I'll take 20 points a game inside the paint. Right. And, uh... I get my boards when I get my boards. Yeah, but uh, but you could easily get ten he, boards. Yeah, because James isn't trying to hog boards, no. and he's James can he doesn't need assists. Right. So I think the two of them this summer will make it. Work. They also grew up together around the same. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Well, actually, wait a second. James Harden was in L.A., wasn't he? Yeah, he was in L.A. And so was uh, they knew each other before. I mean, they all like uh, a lot be, of them did though. Yeah. Around they all, like, LA. They all, I mean, especially when you think of, you know, yeah. the basketball, um, the, the youth basketball yep. leagues and stuff, too. So they so. knew each other before that, and then they played in Oklahoma City together. And I think, so now being at this stage of their careers where they're both alphas, mm. I think they'll make it work. Well, I mean, we'll see. They'll be, I think I put them, what, like top five in my Western Conference? Yeah, I think so. They'll be okay. Um, so you mentioned this. James Harden allegedly has a new move. So a couple of kids, it was like at some basketball camp, I think that, um, Harden was doing, um, I think it was basketball. This is a, ridiculous. a kid asked him like, so how do you, was it, how do you feel about like never being called for a travel for your step back three? Mm-hmm. Because it is a travel. It's a travel. It's a travel. And then of course James is like, no, it's not. They never called it. He's like, but no, but it is dude. He like, said, everyone sees it. Like, ev- <laughs> like everyone sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get a t-shirt that says, everyone sees it. It's not a travel, but literally everyone sees it, travel. dude. They didn't call it. There's five refs every game. How come no one called it? Because they everybody sees it. I don't know. <laughs> um, and he essentially told them, like, they. Were, I think he was also asking, like, what are new things you're going to do? Because his step back three was, like, such a big that. thing. J- James brought that up. Oh, he just brought himself. up himself. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I, I felt like I sent this video to you, like, weeks ago. And uh, he goes, yeah, you know, I'm, like, going back in the court and, like, thinking of something creative. Like, I'm getting, thinking of a new creative move. I'm like, what is this creative move? Because you literally have two. The step two back moves. three yeah. and you do a layup. Yep. Your layup is efficient. It is a it is a very efficient way to get two points. Analytics. Um, your step back three is also very efficient mm-hmm. for you. It's not efficient for most people, but like mm-hmm. you you sink those suckers. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what's your creative move? Your is it a two step three? Like what is you know, what what are you gonna do? He said. This new move is going to look like a travel, but it's not a travel. So it's still a step back three. I'm cool. so excited. Yeah. I, I like, what is it going to be this time? What are you going to so do? So it's a step it, back three. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's, a prob- it's problematic when you say this is going to look like a travel, but it's not a travel. When it looks like a travel, it's mm, probably a travel. I don't know. And not it always. It walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's probably a duck. If it travels like a duck. If, <laughs> if, um, but you know what I miss him doing? What do you Even miss his him doing? layups now mm-hmm. are just layups. He used to have a Euro step. Huh. He barely even does his Euro step. What is a Euro step? Explain it a to Euro our friends. A Euro step is when you. It was coined by the European League. A lot of players were using this overseas. Mm-hmm. And it slowly started to gain popularity in the United States with professional basketball. But it's where you are taking a defender to the hoop and you get. 
two steps without dribbling the basketball, right? Yeah. So one step goes in one direction and you immediately change direction of your body to extend the leg in the opposite direction toward the basket. And so it's uh, going heavy right, pulling the basketball across your body, going heavy left. Mm -hmm. And then you could maybe steer right or go straight to do the layup. layup. So it's like a zigzag. Yeah. Um, you're still only taking two steps, but you're covering a lot of terrain in, and it can it can confuse your defendant. Right, they they get tripped up in their footwork if you do things like that sometimes. So he used to have that, which is why he got his first signature shoe. And I remember on the commercial, he said, "Should I package up the Euro step and send it back to Italy or something oh, yeah, or yeah. France or whatever?" And so there's a crate pictured with Harden's logo on it, and uh-huh. it says Euro step, and they're like hard, they're like nailing up the box and packaging the euro step in it uh, and he's like should i send it back to europe oh, or should i do and he's just questioning a bunch of stuff that people might criticize him for and say should i stop doing this should i stop doing that that's funny. and it's funny that okay you have a euro step but since you've become this analytic juggernaut mm. of threes and layups I've, i haven't seen your euro step yet it's pretty much like he's given up anything that involves effort I mean, it involves effort. We have said, I have said, and I think you've agreed with me many a times, he is super boring to watch. Yeah. Because it's just not dynamic. If it if it requires that I do more than a couple dribbles between my legs and a step back three or a layup, I don't want to. And, and like, maybe that's a preservation of, I mean, he's getting older, he's 29, you know, like, it's maybe a way to preserve. He's gonna be in a, he's gonna be a hall of famer mm-hmm. and he's also oh, sure. he's also going to catch up on years where he wasn't scoring as much mm-hmm. because he's gonna outlast a lot of guys by the style of play yeah there's less wear on the body and he can play longer and he can rack up 30 point seasons and then he can enter into the conversation of top 10 all time in scoring yeah and i think that's one of his goals so do it uh we'll see we shall see. What else? Anything, what else I have? I, you have something about owners meeting yeah. about free agency. And I believe they're now called governors. Governors, yeah. They're called governors now. So that few those didn't know, owners, uh, the NBA felt like was a very like slave-like term. Yep. And so they've decided that the owners are now being called governors. Governor. Because um, our league is hella woke. Of the morning, governor. Yep. But they still own the team. So, yeah. <laughs> but they still, well, so they, they govern over the team. We govern over the team by signing checks for the players. Yes. And so these owners met in Las Vegas to have a sit down with Adam Silver and get all crotchety about recent free agency because this was the most. Whack-a-doodle free agency period we've ever seen. It's pretty. It's it, pretty wacky. It had twists and turns, plot twists galore, and you. There were things that you thought were going to happen that did not happen. Kyrie, will he met? You know, meet yeah. up with KD. Right. Will it? Will it happen? Will it happen? KD and Kyrie were going to sign with the Knicks last we knew, and then they just pivot for the Nets. Right. What? Okay. That that wasn't foreseen, but all right. And then uh, you had. Kai, Kawhi and Paul George pulled the heist of the century, left Oklahoma City with their pants down, right. um, which we didn't even talk about CP3, but ultimately it's just like CP3 is getting old and people don't appreciate him anymore. And, and so, people feel like he's not a good teammate. He's not fun to play with. Yeah. You're kind Cause of an asshole. Because he is very much like 
Michael and that like he wants to win and when he doesn't win he doesn't like it. Yeah. And people think his short stature he's like what 6'1", 6'2"? 6'1". Which is like short in Maybe NBA. Six even, yeah, yeah, like he's short for NBA standards. Right. Um, like they kind of take that for granted I think. Like they take his scrappy like mm-hmm. when so I think when he gets angry it just looks kind of silly because he's like the short guy like yeah ruffling it up with another like guy who's like a foot, like a foot higher than taller than yeah. him so but he's stuck in oklahoma city yeah he's so, trying to i think he's trying to buy out but we'll see it's not gonna it's they're not, not gonna do it I don't it's, think he's, so he's got a huge contract so um it's a bad contract daryl morey good job Yikes. um so but uh the owners were sitting around they're just sitting around talking about what just happened in this free agency and feeling like and with Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. Yeah. That was him putting the team in an uncomfortable position when he told them openly, or his agent leaked it, but AD corroborated yeah. it. I don't want to be here. And, oh, we have a whole season left to play basketball. Right. And they wouldn't trade him until they brought in a GM who would do it and said, yeah, let's trade him to the Lakers and get good players for him. And they did. And now... AD is with the Lakers like he wanted to be, and right. New Orleans could do nothing about it. Paul George forced Oklahoma City's hand, couldn't do anything about it. Kawhi played a bunch of teams. Yeah. And then, uh, and whatever the other example I had was of, uh, oh, KD and Kyrie, the Nets, and just like, just adjustments in that way at the last minute. Some th- things that came up, you know, there are penalties for tampering mm-hmm. when a team tries to recruit a player what happens when a player starts mm-hmm. recruiting players well i mean i mean is that what Kawhi did yeah they're just yeah. they're just wanting to know because these players have each other's cell phone numbers and can dm each other talk to each other right. call each other is that it's holding the teams at a disadvantage is and, there anything they can do about that and a part of me says so what i know and but and because like I think of the real world, right? Like the the world outside of the NBA, like yeah. people who get jobs and things like that. Yeah. Like if I am a big CEO somewhere, mm-hmm. I want my people to be on my team, right? So I can have my company grow and be dope. So I will poach you from this company. I'll poach this person from this company, or I'll I will hire the people with from these best schools or these these kind of experiences or whatever. Some industries you can't do that. What do you mean? You can't poach in certain industries. Well, depending on, like, if they have some sort of, like, contract that says that, like, they're not allowed to leave for a certain reason or whatever. Well, some companies won't let you sign to another company of, like... Within a certain period of time after you leave them. Yeah, no, but but I'm saying, like, but there's reasons for that, right? Like, Uh that's, like, contractual reasons to protect intellectual property right or whatever we need you, know? you to spend five years interim to forget everything that you learned here. right or, or or something weird or stupid right. like that or you right. can't work for these competitors you can't go from google to apple or what something like that. yeah something i don't know if that equivalent. is a thing go- there's something in the clause about google leaving and going to a subs- i don't forget but there's tech tech in tech there's i'm a big sure thing. it's there there's yeah. a big thing yeah but i'm saying like in the real world like if I know that there is a job opening in my department or in my office mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know who would be really good at this job? Mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah, you I'm gonna, call. I'm going to call and be like, hey, put your ap- application in. Right. I know sure. you're unhappy where you're at. Right, right. Put your application in. 
it's not guaranteed that you'll get it but like let's put some feelers out there right. i put in a good word for you everybody likes me in the office they right. want to see me happy right they're gonna give you a first round interview to be like hey we hear you're good it's who what you do you know. think it's who, it's you, who know. you know right? right and so like this happens in the real world all the time right so we are shocked that it's happening in right. this multi-billion dollar business when a team talks to another team in the front office about hey i got this trade i'm thinking about doing and what i'm do gonna set up you uproot a player to send them yeah. to a whole place they don't want to be they gotta think about their family antonio davis got traded to the uh, toronto raptors and i only learned this recently mm-hmm. one of the concerns he expressed was i'm worried my kids are gonna have to learn the metric system and i gotta put them in schools how am i gonna do this yeah <laughs> you know that's like, like a real taxes thing. Yeah. and everything and so just think players have to adjust to a decision that an ownership makes right. well why can't a player take autonomy into their own hands right these contracts unless you these- can have contracts where like okay my family will live mm-hmm. in Chicago because that's where our family is, but I'm going to be playing for the Miami Heat. Right. And so for practices and stuff, obviously I'll be, you know, at home during the season, but during the off season, I'm going to be working out and doing everything in Chicago or it's, like, yeah. you know, like there's things well, that you do for Well, the- it's tricky too, because the players ask for, apparently Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis mm-hmm. asked Toronto for some unreasonable demands. Mm-hmm for their contract negotiation. So when you are a player who knows your worth at the highest level, Mm. you're a star marquee player, you can bargain for certain things and say, this is the dollar amount I feel like I'm worth. Here's Mm -hmm. the, here's the, the number. Mm -hmm. A team doesn't have to match your number. Case in point, Kemba Walker Mm -hmm. was not offered the max by Charlotte. Right. Because Charlotte said, not in our best interest, to give you what you're asking for and so a risk they took was yeah Kemba went somewhere else where they would give him the money he wanted right. so I don't see the issue or what the owners can do about it well the governors can be all in their feelings Sorry, all they want the guns. because at the end of the day we want our I, I love seeing black men win well but that is also an issue though because not inherently for black men to win but that if you do have a league where the governors have no control, they have they have ninety five percent control because only five percent of the league are players who have star power pull. Right. Only we forget other guys who are last man on the bench. Yeah. Role players. The, the Kyle Culvers who are like, I'll go for sure. Go, go take. Take, One year put deal, me in coach. put me right. in the bucks, wherever. Right. Like some of these, most of the players are not making power play moves. They're only upset about the, the major names. ones. But they're worried. Because that, that brings ticket sales. That right. brings season it's holders. Revenue. It's revenue. So if you are. And they are, they are beholden to the franchise, not, not the players on the team. Like you need to listen to that podcast I sent you about from 99% Invisible yeah. about the jerseys because they do a case in point about the Sonics branding from I Seattle. Miss the Sonics. Well, it was bought by the guy who owns Starbucks. Yeah. And one of the choice decisions he wanted to make was instead of playing party anthem, uh, jock sports music in the arena, he wanted to play jazz. What? He wanted to play jazz. Is that the reason why they moved? Well, it was one of the reasons that led up to... Remember when they were in Seattle and they had the kind of like bronze and red and green colors? Mm -hmm. The ones from like Gary Payton and uh, Sean Kemp Mm -hmm. played the Bulls in 96. Yeah. And remember how they switched back to yellow and green? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like... uh, 
you know, I remember those are their old colors, yeah. but we were having fun with that burgundy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was this ownership's choice. So they didn't like the 90s style jerseys. Oh, so they said, no. we're going to play jazz and we're going to go back to oh, green. No. Yeah, but that's the thing. I didn't realize oh. until listening to this podcast <laughs> how much pull owners had. Yeah. With the, the, the Raptors jersey with the dinosaur on yeah. it. Do you know Barney's why? On it? Yeah, the Barney dinosaur. Yeah. Well, do you know why it was red? Why? Because they red is Canada's flag, so they made sure, the dinosaur okay. red. They made the it was not a red red, but okay. They made the jersey purple with those jagged black and silver lines mm-hmm. in it, and made it look really cartoony because they wanted to catch a generation of kids who would grow up on it. I mean, so they, they would be fans for a long time. Facts. They got the youth. But they did though. Yeah, yeah, for real. It like, was effective. It was very the, the, effective. The owner said, "Let's put a cartoon dinosaur on it." You know, you know who grew up during that time? Drake. Exactly. Did you know who grew up exactly. during that time? Us. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and and I always be like, "That's kind of cool." As like, yeah, a kid, like, that was. And if you were a player on that team, imagine being like wearing that jersey. <laughs> right. You would no disrespect. We have a cartoon dinosaur playing basketball <laughs> on our jerseys. No, we have to take it seriously. The, the incomparable Vince Carter wore that jersey. Right. And you know they hated it. It's first of all it's purple, not our color. It's got but now these it's silver jerseys. You know how expensive that yep. jersey is. Exactly. Exactly cuz the 90s jerseys were bomb. So uh, the uh but yeah, the ownership has a lot. The the governors have a lot of pull. And so I think if you don't have some checks and balances on what some players can do. You start finding a Magic Johnson for tampering. Mm-hmm. But if a player is doing the same exact... If LeBron James is recruiting Anthony Davis... He is. He did. In a way that could be... Potentially problematic. Because like, it's only if you get caught. Because ownership can still tamper. Mm-hmm. It just had, it needs to be done discreetly. Well, it's also because... Magic wasn't like a, exactly a self, uh, no. self, stealthy about it. No, he he was just he was Magic. Magic he was on Jimmy magic Kimmel. Does. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's Magic Johnson, but other ownerships does it too. Like yeah. yeah, Bradley Beal is going to be offered a contract extension by the Washington Wizards to play for three more years on top of his two years already mm-hmm. to keep him for another five years. You get a lot of money. Three years, eleven, one hundred eleven million dollars. Think about that. Three years, five moons, hundred eleven dollars. So they're already throwing that out there, but because they're it's his their player, they can start saying this is what we're prepared to offer him on the day. Yeah, when the day comes on the 29th where we can officially offer it to him, mm-hmm. we will be offering this. Yeah, he doesn't have to take it. Right, but if he wants it, it's here for him. If you're a team who also wants him. Mm-hmm. There's a rule that's a statute that says you can't say what your counter offer is going to be. Yeah. Until the owning team has the chance to do it. Why not? Right. Like, I mean, there's rules for a reason. And I think it's there for a reason. And when you get caught tampering with it, you have to pay the consequences. Yeah, quite but, should literally. A, but should a player, though? I don't think it matters because the players don't have power in this. Well, they're Typically. saying they do. But they do now. You're talking about the, the 5%. That has the power. Yeah, but that's the five percent that makes a hundred percent of your revenue. Make make sure that they're happy. And I think for a lot of these governors, it's, it's tricky to. 
I think Again, they're, they're I, thinking. I, I think it's not even that big of a deal. They think. But that's. I also don't own a team, and and. I think it's know? a big deal. It when is you're, a big deal when you're when you're. The Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. and your only claim to fame has been the dunk contest by Vince Carter in 2000. That was so epic, though. <laughs> Didn't make you a lot of money or put fans <laughs> in the seats after that, though. No it's one. True. So it's what true. are we supposed to do with that? And so you're trying to, you're Musai Ujiri trying to figure out how to do this, and you pull off a great trade. Yeah. You even bring in Marcus Saul mid-year. Right. You engineer a thing of beauty you do everything you can to make the player happy and feel welcome Mm. but you still can't get him to stay in your small market cold town because Kawhi wants to go play in sunny California yeah I can't I'm at a disadvantage as a small market team uh, Adam Silver if you want us to thrive in Canada if you want a team in Canada we need some advantages here to keep a marquee player. Kawhi Leonard's value to that team. Yeah. Jersey sales, ticket sales, yeah. caps, everything else. Only Kawhi. Yeah. Him leaving? What do you got now? Kyle Lowry? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. Your whole, you're your, right. <laughs> your, your TV sponsorship is out the door. Yeah. You were no longer favored to win the Eastern Conference. Oh, not, not even if by you a little took, bit. If you took Giannis... Off of the Bucks, who with the his, Bucks? Exactly, he's <laughs> he's the only signature sneaker on that team. Yeah, whoever's got the signature sneaker on the team is your guy. That's your revenue. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know, but hey, hope you figure it out, governess. Well, good luck. All right, let's talk about some dope people, huh? Duh. All yeah. right, let's keep it moving. All right, folks, it is time where we talk about our dope people of the week, where we choose a person or people's people that uh, we think are dope. And I believe it is your turn first. So, sir, who's your dope person? Gilbert Gottfried. Seriously? No. Oh, I was like, that's kind of cool, considering we couldn't figure out his name. <laughs> so I should pay some respect. Uh, we respect his due, but no, just kidding. Uh, going with NBA players, I'm going to say Dion Waiters is okay. my dope person this week. Okay. Uh, someone who I never would have said that about five years ago. Okay. Dion Waiters is a current shooting guard for the Miami Heat mm-hmm. and has been there for a few years now. And so he recently posted on Instagram a picture of him before and after in the weight room. Okay. And he's been exercising. He's lost some weight. Okay. And cool. in the last year or so, a couple of years, he's been a little bit on the more... Heavier side? Heavier, I guess you could say. More rounded mm-hmm. side. And so doesn't look the most agile or, or um, sleek. Mm-hmm. In his profile, but in his most recent picture from his hard summer workouts, mm-hmm. he Sorry, is uh, leaning down, you know, okay. slimming down. And so he said something to the effect on his Instagram of, hey, you know, people talk a lot of trash about other folks and make them feel ashamed of their bodies. Yeah. And so Dion posted a picture of the work he's been putting in and the effects on his body and feeling yeah. positive about that. And so essentially saying to folks, Hey, look at me now, Yeah. you know, say what you will. 
I'm in here doing the work and right. I look I look really good and I'm ready to ball out just like I normally do. But you can't talk about um, he's fat the way I look. Yeah, being overweight, but um, more to the effect of I think him just talking about body imagery as a man. Yeah, is that's very cool. It's very cool, and I think I appreciate him laying everything bare, literally, mm-hmm. and showing his like abs and and everything right. else, trying to you know put in that work. He doesn't look like Adonis, but he's sure. he's just saying you know I'm not the guy you can call portly or anything like that. Right. I've, you're not you're not gonna hurt my self-esteem here and so i read an article by him that he wrote for the players tribune in april. one of my favorite mm-hmm. things april 2017 where he talked about his trade to the miami heat and meeting pat riley and what pat riley said tell me something about Dion waiters from your life not about basketball mm-hmm. and he talked about his childhood growing up and he has had he had a tumultuous experience raising up raising being raised in south philly Mm -hmm. and losing people in his life people just getting murdered left and right by the time he was in his early teens he was just used to losing people and his time going to syracuse and being in touch with people back home and losing one of his best friends uh while at college hearing that his best friend had been murdered back home in Philly and just, you know, the psychological toll that took on him. And so just the resilience and dexterity that he's displayed throughout his life to get to where he is now explains a lot of why I was so uh, annoyed by him when I first saw him play because I didn't know anything about him Yeah. other than he came out of Syracuse and he was drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. he played alongside Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. for a minute in their early days and in the backcourt you had number two in Kyrie and number three in Dion Waiters and then you had John Wall and Bradley Beal who mm-hmm. came in together lights out yeah. backcourt really yeah. good Kyrie's good but Dion was like eh, he, he couldn't really hit his efficiency from the field was piss poor right and so you're the shooting guard who can't really shoot mm. but you need to work on some things right. you're you're still young and they said someone said john wall and bradley beal are the best backcourt in the east mm. i was like yeah no no arguments there sure and Dion said uh look over here hello mm. They're like what buddy what yeah <laughs> you know and then self-awareness is not wasn't his yeah. strong suit <laughs> i was like have you looked at your stats <laughs> Sir, and, sir, question. Uh, question. If I may, uh, if it pleases the court, this. So he then got traded to Miami shortly thereafter, not because of that, just because of business. Right. And um, he did well in Miami, and then he got better in Miami, and he proved to be someone that the fans actually kind of liked. Mm. And he hit some game winners here or there, and that was really big for him, his boost of confidence. But now I see, after reading his article, right, why people would label him as cocky, or he thinks sure. he's the best player in the NBA. He says, absolutely, I have to do that, because yeah. that's the only way I survive. Yeah, Where I come from, if I don't believe that I can do it, I, I won't be able to do it. And so him being more vulnerable in these spaces of writing about himself and sharing his body imagery, uh, sh- you know, struggles and triumphs on social media are why he is my dope person this week. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially about the body image thing, I think it's so important. As someone who really tries hard to prioritize 
my body composition and my overall health. Mm-hmm. It was hard holding on to that pack of Oreos for you for three weeks before bringing them over to your apartment. You I hold on for for three weeks. I bought them three weeks ago, Buddy. but then we didn't have a cast, right. and so then we like skipped. You know, we buy yeah, weekly, we weekly, and then I was like, oh, shit, they're just sitting there on this table. I was like, I really want some Oreo. No, <laughs> no. It's okay to somewhere. indulge every once in a while, but but you ate a really good. I would have killed that whole pack, <laughs> guaranteed. Um, sorry, I just got a random text message. Um, cool. So my dope person is uh, none other than uh, the beautiful, the Gilbert talented, Godfrey. the incredibly intelligent, flawless, gracious Michelle Obama. Oh, just well, no, no. Oh, let's see. <laughs> You let up with someone to like it wasn't going to be anyone. And then it was someone who is actually all those things. 1000%. I would never, I would never not have. I thought you were going to say Trump the way you were describing it. Oh, good Jesus. No. I was like, oh, this will be a, this will be a good one. Um, No. So she in a new poll was named uh, the world's most admired woman. And I feel like we've. We've uh, given her dope person of the week. I always want to give it to her again because over 41,000 people in 41 countries completed like this survey. And she was number one. Number two was Oprah. And behind her... Um, that Oprah. Yeah. And uh, I believe behind her at number two. And last year's most admired woman, Angelina Jolie. Last year's most admired woman was Angelina Jolie. Came in number three. Um, and the couple the 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 Obama couple was admired as one of the most admired man and woman in the United States, which as the number one, yeah, oh for sure. So, duh, suck it, forty five. Yeah, duh in every way. And I am, ugh. um, ugh. but yeah. So I obviously she, everyone knows her accomplishments and who she is, but I just think. It's great to see Fake her. Fake news. Um, it's great to just see her be awesome. And when I saw this, uh, it just made me miss the Obamas more. But it was also lovely to just have a, something positive in my news feed. Yeah. And I'm just like, she's my dope person. Because she's always my dope person. I really couldn't think of anybody else. I and Michelle. I wasn't, you know. I love Michelle. Yeah. Michelle, you're so great. I know. We she's the you. bestest. Can we just re-elect them? Yeah. We, or just, can we? Can they, can they be like king and queen? Can you imagine if you brought him back? Oh, it would be so dope. Just for four years. Just, or, you know, forever. Yeah. Ever, ever. King Obama, I mean, <laughs> Mr. King, President. Mr. President. Um... So, uh, but yeah, so that is our cast. Um, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Dabbling and Dribbling and uh, that you are subscribed and rating and listening to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we would love to hear from you. Any uh, final words or words of wisdoms before we, uh, anything for the good of the order? Problem Child should have won more awards than it got, which was zero. What's Problem Child? It's a movie starring Gilbert Gottfried and many other fine actors. Okay. So. I was I was afraid you were going to make that same reaction from before <laughs> of me not watching a movie. So, but that's no, just no, no. I don't <laughs> expect anything from you at this point. I just wow. really, I really well. just want to make sure that if Gilbert is listening, oh, that geez. you are still remembered and appreciated. Well, on that note, be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.